Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512 836 0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll free 1 877 590 KLBJ. Okay. Good morning. This is Cheryl McLaughlin. You're listening to the Austin Gardener. I'm fighting with a computer. Pardon me. I'm about to take a rock, if I can find one, smash it through there. But anyway, how are y'all? I'm, I'm just so frustrated with this weather. And, uh, you know, yes, we got a little rain. Hopefully, they say we have a chance for rain later today. I don't know. I hope that happens. Um, but today, let's just worry about y'all. Let's worry about what's going on in your yard, and uh, that's what I'm here to talk about. I'm a landscape designer and builder, been in business since the 80s, and uh, I kind of sort of feel like I've seen it all, but uh, I don't, I, certainly I haven't because you guys stump me every week <laughs> with something. So if you want to join the show, 512-836-0590. Uh, call or text, and um, there's a toll-free line as well, which is 877-590-5525. So again, 512-836-0590. It's better to call today because I'm having trouble with the um, accessing the text program. I'm going to try to get some help with it here in a minute, Uh, but Right now, I'm having a hard time with it. So, uh, I was looking at this one text, though, from uh, Jeff's show. Uh, it says, I've lost my roses to rose rosette disease. Does the virus stay in the soil? Thanks, Mary. No, it does not survive in the soil, which is the only good thing about it. However, if there are any roots left uh, in the soil, it can be in those roots. Um, it can spread to other plants. It's it's a little kind of mite thing that spreads it. Um, I can't I, I can't remember the exact name or erythrid mite or something like that. Anyway, it is so contagious. And if there's a rose in the area, the rose rosette will take it down. And you've got to carefully remove. I mean, literally like putting a bag over the rows um, and then digging out all the roots and getting rid of it and, you know, burning it. You don't compost it. You don't do anything with it. you got to get rid of it. Um, and what it is, Rose Rosette, you can Google it, but it makes really weird growth, a sprangly, bizarre growth on the um, roses. And then it spreads like crazy. So uh, I know one development, and I've talked about this in the past, they had hundreds and hundreds of knockout roses. And it came through the subdivision, and it took every single rose. They had to take out hundreds of these roses. So it's it's not fun. It's a really bad disease. So I hope you don't 
have too many roses in a, a Mary. I hope you can get rid of it because I know uh, how devastating it can be. So, okay. 512-836-0590, call or text. And we have the toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So I have a real fun situation at my house. Turns out I have a beehive in my wall of my house. It is just, I, w- I, I was finding bees in the house I'd release them if I could get a hold of them. But I went out, because I haven't been sitting on my level living level deck much because it's been so dadgum hot. I would sit out there maybe at night sometime. But the other day, the other morning, it was cool enough to go sit out there, and all of a sudden I look up and I notice, you know, a hundred bees flying all around the side of the house. So I guess, uh, as anyone would do, I... Google bee removal near me. And I got one that said they do free bee removal. And I, and you have to send them an email, which I did, fill out a form, what have you. They'll get back to you within 24 hours. Never heard from them. So then I call this guy, Keith, who does charge to get the bees out, but at least he answered the phone and he's coming out this coming week. So, but I have a feeling they're just going to have to tear the ceiling off of my living room because I think that's that they're coming in through like the can lights and stuff it's really I mean they're not aggressive or anything they're just honeybees but it is a a, it's a bummer right to have these bees all in your house and to look up and see that they're swarming and obviously going in and out the side of the house has anybody else out there had to deal with this I'm sure you have. If you have, tell me what they had to do and how bad was it. If they're going to cut the ceiling out of my living room, I don't see how I can be in the house when they're doing this. So I guess I'll find out Wednesday. I'll report back next weekend. But today, let's talk about what we can be doing this time of year because let's just cross our fingers and hope that this 100-degree weather is on the way out Uh, that we maybe start getting a little bit of rain, and now we're embarking into the planting season because it's it's time at the end of uh, September through October is such a good time to plant, and it's also time to do a lot of other stuff. Um, You can plant wildflower seeds. You can plant any perennials, any, any kind of plants you want, really. Trees especially love to be fall planted, But you can also then begin to do things like aerate and top dress with, uh, you know, that top dressing compost and mineral sand combination. Uh, That's always good. And that we recommend waiting until October until it's a little bit cooler. But uh, definitely October's wildflower seed planting time. Remember, when you do that, there's you don't just walk out there and throw the seeds. You have to have good seed soil contact, so you got to rough up your soil a little bit, make sure that the seeds are actually getting to the soil. And um, and then as they start to come up, if we're not getting rain, it's better to be able to give them a little bit of water. Um, but, you know, it's, it's worth doing if you want to get a wildflower field started. But any of the other 
good native Texas perennials can go in. So if you guys have questions about that, give me a buzz or maybe I'll be able to get this text thing going on here in a minute. Um, but otherwise, 512-836-0590 or toll-free 877-590-5525. Um, let's see here. Here's some other things that you can be planting by seeds. Uh, lots of vegetables. From Now, this is from seed. Beans, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, cucumber, potato, summer squash, just to name a few. And if you want to get good information about this, go to your AgriLife for your county, A-G-R-I, Life, your county uh, website, and they will have a planting guide telling you what to plant when. It is also just a great source of information, period. So, okay, well, let's get that first break going on, and uh, maybe you can come help me with this thing here, see if you can fix it. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. I swear to God, some days it's better to just stay in bed. Uh, here's another text that came in. Uh, it says, uh, Hi, Jeff. Long story short, planted 10 gallon wax myrtle bushes right as the 100 degree weather started we have some underground watering in that area but it wasn't enough we were gone for about three days to find three of the five bushes with three-fourths of the leaves turning brown so we are hand watering every couple of days which seems to have helped them i'm drenching them with seaweed today i'm on the right path to saving them thank you much iris yes you're doing exactly right a lot of plants will you know went into shock and defoliated but if if they were fairly well established and you did water them uh then you're probably going to get them back and seaweed never hurts anything you just don't put seaweed on in the middle of the day all right let's go to the phone lines and if you want to join in 512-836-0590 hey jenny how's it going good morning cheryl Okay, so I've got the big old craters in my yard from the soil shrinking, and I've decided that I am not going to try to rebuild my grass, and I really want to start bringing in more natives. Uh, as I prepare my soil to throw down wildflower seeds, I, that was great input giving us you make sure the seeds have contact, but with the extreme drought and all these cracks in what is a good mixture for me to throw down and scratch in and try to fill all those cracks and make a nice environment for all my seeds? Well, the cracks, once we start getting rain, will uh, swell back together. So there's really, there's really nothing you can do when you have that kind of clay except wait for the rains to come and rehydrate the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Now... Clay soils were part of the Blackland Prairie. I don't know. Where do y'all live? Northeast? Yeah. So the Yeah, bl- I'm just on the east side of I-35, south of Parmer. Right. So you were part of the big prairie. And uh, any kind of native grasses would really love that. So you could get one of those mixes like Thunder Turf or something like that. 
Uh, okay. And that would be good. But you can also do combine that with wildflowers. All right. Yeah. And, and it's you, called thunder turf? Yeah, that's just one of the low-growing mixtures of natives. I mean, it can almost uh-huh. be like a, a, a turf grass. But uh-huh. uh, but yeah, so the grasses were the key in the prairies, and okay, and so that's your best bet. And uh, you have uh, plenty of time. Most of these grasses uh, will germinate in the spring. But okay, your wildflower, you you can go ahead and put them down, put it down in October, and you have until you know the end of October to plant things like blue bonnets and other other stuff like that. Uh, so if you want to wait and see if we get some rain uh, and see if your yard improves before you plant, then I think you have time for that. Okay, because I'm dethatching all my dead St. Augustine because uh, it's just all, it's crispy. There's no coming back. It's not even in a dormant stage. So yeah, uh, thinking about what I should put on as I dethatch that, what should I put on my soil to help it? come back well you can't go wrong with compost right like some good rooster compost or chicken compost or something like that yeah or just a well any kind of well-balanced compost mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's always really the best thing okay uh, all right i will seek out try to find some thunder turf seeds and i've got a whole bunch of collected wildflower seeds through this year so should i throw them all down at the same time or yes okay i'll throw them all down at the same time you're awesome thank you so much Cheryl. thank you i appreciate your call bye-bye okay let's go to cedar park for our next caller and if you want to join in 512-836-0590 hey nancy how are you hi uh Listen, I've had a sago plant that um, the leaves are just like falling down. The sago, a sago, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, the sago, sago plant. palm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Um, before it did that, the leaves turned a little bit yellow, and so I was afraid that it was getting sunburned because it does get full sun. And then uh, I thought, well, I better not water it because. It's turning yellow the leaves are turning yellow not all the way just parts of it yeah but then two days ago i went out there and they're just all laying down water 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 you need to water they're very drought resistant but that's what's happening oh okay so give it a give it a really good soaking nancy Okay. Uh, and maybe we'll get a little rain here and there you know but but you may as well go ahead and give it a soaking and then, even if it rains, it'll at least be able to absorb the water. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for calling KLBJ today. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to look up, see what else I can get on here in the way of callers. I think I've got one coming up. Uh, let's see here. All right. Let's go to the domain. Haley, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm have a question about my eggplants. They're like they've grown full size, but they're like bite size eggplants. So I'm really trying to figure out how often I should be fertilizing them to get them to full actual size eggplants. Uh, when they you first see these little small ones, the the uh, the small eggplants, 
that's where you use like a half a handful of organic fertilizer per plant. And we do what we just call side dressing. So you just sprinkle it around the base of the plant. And then when you okay. water, it will go in. Um, so that's the, the best thing you can do for them right now. Okay, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay, let's go to Georgetown. Bobby, how you doing? Good, Cheryl. Hey, good morning. Hey, I hope that young lady that's just called about the seeds. I've, I've been using Turner Seed for 20-some years up in Breckenridge, Texas. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Who? I'm sorry. Turner I missed. Seed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, several people have recommended Turner Seeds. Yeah, no, they are they are top-notch. I mean, I get... They got and they got everything she's talking about from from wild native seafood. Oh, I should have I should have recommended that to her. I hope she's still listening. So Turner Seed, Breckenridge, uh, Texas. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Of course, Native American Seed has a lot of different yeah, things as too, well. I'm just these guys. I mean, they ship it. I get it the next day. I mean, it's incredible. They're and the price isn't cool, but they got it all. Well, excellent. So listening. All right, thank you so much for that. You bet. Take all right, bye bye. Okay, let me. I've got to lean over here to look at the text, so bear with me a second. I've got to leave the mic. Okay, here's a good question. Is this the time to plant blue bonnets? Do they have to be scarified? You can start planting them now or through October, November. I mean, the earlier kind of the better, but uh, I might wait for a break in the weather, but it's always better to have scarified seed. Um, and you can simply do that by rubbing them between two bricks or but just be careful you don't of course you don't want to destroy the seed but yeah it helps for them to be scarified there used to be an inoculant available to um, put the uh, wildflower seeds in that would help them germinate faster but I don't think that's been available uh, for a while somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that uh, but yeah, eating, I mean, uh, scarifying blue bonnets, eating blue bonnets, what's the matter with me? Uh, is scarifying helps for sure. So, okay, they sent me a picture of these uh, flower beds with uh, bare dirt in them and saying they can't get rid of this grass. It looks like Bermuda to me. It's so hard to get rid of. Uh, you're going to have to dig deep to get those roots out of there and that's, and then put a better edge between that bed and that grass because it is so aggressive you will just not uh, have any luck otherwise uh oh john let's see if i can get you started before the news round rock john how you doing great hey i just bought a uh, cherry laurel and it's in a pot but it's kind of distressed i don't uh, you know they really need water first year so yeah so how do i unstress this thing I would try to get it in the ground. Are you planning to put it in the ground or keep it as a pot plant? Well, I was going to put it in the ground, but I didn't know whether or not I need to start watering it and get it a little more healthier before I have this sun beat it to death. Well, you could do that. See if you can bring it back up to looking good. Um, you know, again, drench it with seaweed or something like that. Sure. Couldn't, okay. ha- couldn't hurt. And then as soon as you feel comfortable doing it, get it in the ground because they're really a lot cooler in the ground. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, well, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Thanks for calling KLBJ today. Let's get that news break going on. We'll be back. 
Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we're back. And uh, I'm awkwardly going to uh, get a look at these texts here, but I'll read you the first one. Uh, sent me a photo of a uh, really sad photo. <laughs> Pretty dead looking little tree. And it says, Hi. My son cut down this redbud tree. He thought it was dead in January after the freeze, but it wasn't dead. It was just dormant. So I've been nursing it all summer, and now the last green stem is gone brown. Should I nurse it through the winter? Do you think it's going to come back? Thank you. No, I don't think I'd waste any more effort on this poor thing. I think it was just too much for it, the shock, um, and then the... um, the heat and all the stresses. So I, I don't know. I'd, I'd start over with a new red bud if it was me. Uh, but that's just that's my two cents. I, I, I don't see in it being very promising here. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, good morning, Cheryl. Can you give me some advice on how to get rid of an armadillo that has been messing up my front and backyard, digging holes everywhere, and spreading the mulch out of the flower beds? The only thing that'll really stop them. Um, physically is a low barrier. I mean, if you could put up some one-by-sixes or something like that, you might get them to uh, stay out that way. But the best idea, some people have said that they use Mole Max, which is a mole repellent, M-O-L-E, mole. Um, And other people have said real hot pepper sprays in the yard but the the truth is i don't think you have to worry about any long-term damage uh i would just get a couple of bags of compost rake the the uh, areas where they have dug and then fill them back in with compost um, because they're they're really aerating the yard for you you know all right let's go back to the phones and go to pflugerville hey ben how's it going just fine uh i'm getting ready to start planting some fall vegetables uh, like turnips and uh, uh, beets and stuff like that. They're real small seed. Yeah. And I'm going to plant it. Start it with seed. Well, do I just sprinkle them out there on the ground? Well, you know, the only, the real key is just seed soil contact. You got to right. make sure that, you know, they've got a little few little roughed up places so the seed can get a hold, you know, have a little place where it can get a hold. Okay. And then a lot of times people will, will pat them in or, uh, yeah. you know, how to do that Okay. If I, if, well, in our water, they're gonna, uh, that, that water's going to kind of yeah. get them in the ground. Absolutely. Too. That's a great tip. Just okay. To, One to, other question. Uh, I was going to try to plant some cabbage. And I, when I priced the plants at two ninety nine a piece, well, you can buy cabbage cheaper than that in the grocery store. But, <laughs> <laughs> So I said, the heck with it. I just bought a pack of seeds. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start my own seed. Yeah. I'd get them on in, uh, though. Okay. Because, uh, okay. you know, usually we do it a teeny bit earlier, but I don't think it's too late. And anyway, it would have been too hard to keep them going. Yeah, exactly. Was, you know, 100. Uh, what I did, uh, I, just, I just got a uh, uh, little box of planter things, and I'm going to let them sprout out. Then I'll transplant them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Get them started okay. that way in the transplants. Yeah. Okay. 
Lots you can do this time of year. Thank you so much for calling. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to go over here for another text. Oh, I don't understand this. I found that if you include the pod, maybe crushed, with the bluebonnet seeds, a lot more seed will germinate. That's interesting. You know, I think it's like I had really good luck planting grass seeds with chaff. So I think it, it it's, that doesn't, you know, surprise me because I feel like it acts a little bit like a tiny bit of mulch. So, yeah, you just crush up the pods with the blue bonnets. This, of course, assuming you've collected your seeds, right? All right, let's go to dripping. Hey, Mac, how's it going out there? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's up? So I got a couple of live oaks on my property, a couple of, well, a little over a hundred, but two of them I noticed have just gone completely brown. All the leaves are brown, dark. Um, they're, they're not veiny, you know. You know, I've looked at a lot of oak wilt pictures, and you don't really see that on the leaves because they're they're just they just look dead. Yeah. How big are these trees? They're large. Oh man. I, I mean, uh, they're they're two really nice trees pretty close to each other uh you know probably within six feet of each other i'm assuming that it's just drought related yeah i would think not, so and, and not oak wilt um yeah that's not you're absolutely right about that I, that's not how it presents um typically i will you will see the leaves raining off the tree and they're like half orange and half green yeah, it's none of that. Yeah, A&M has good pictures of that for those listening who want to, uh, you know, determine that. But, um, I mean, are they are they, are they they dead? Is there a chance they come back? I, I, I don't know. I hope so. I hope they're just voluntarily going dormant. But I'm really worried about the trees in the wild after this year. You know, it's not enough that they got, you know, frozen. Then they got droughted and broken and all kind of stuff. But... I'm praying for rain, and I'm hoping that some of these trees have just gone dormant. You probably can't even water them where they are out in the pasture, right? No, I mean we're we're restricted with water anyway. You know, we're yeah, well. that's true. And, and, uh, I mean, I've been doing some crazy stuff with uh, my septic water, but uh, um, I don't know how how healthy that is, but it has kept around the house wet and green. Yeah, yeah. Just well, kinda, we just gotta cross our fingers, you know, because I. So, so how, how long do I give it before, uh, before I just take them out? I would wait and give them plenty of time. Don't do anything with them this year. If we get good rain, you might be shocked. They may jettison those leaves and put new ones on. It may happen late in the fall. It might happen in the spring. I would not give up on a big old live oak. Okay, and yeah, when you like when you pull on some of the you know some of the runners, they're still you know flimsy or they're not, they don't just break off. Like yeah, those. they're flexible. Yeah, that's correct. I, I I just give it time. I wouldn't give up until next year sometime. If they don't come out in the spring, then you're probably looking at a bunch of firewood. Thank you so much. You have All right. a great day. Appreciate Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, let's get that last break going on. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. 
Okay, we are back. Uh, 512-836-0590, call or text. Here's a text that came in. It says, I've been a landscape contractor in the hill country, Marble Falls, for over 30 years and have put out wildflower seeds that long. I have always used a quality seaweed spray after applying seeds to soil, but I usually start October 10th through the 15th. Great success with this process. Yeah, that sounds like exactly the right thing to do. That's absolutely really good advice. Okay, I'm going to lean over and get another text here. Uh, Okay, are the white mushrooms... Wait a minute, I don't think that's the most recent one because I answered that one last week. Is it too late to plant potatoes? How big of a container? Thanks, Lisa and Hutto. No, you can go ahead and do that now, and it just depends on how many you want. I'd say a minimum of a five-gallon bucket, um, possibly a 10-gallon bucket would be even better. So, yeah, just depends on how many slips you're putting in there, uh, but you can do it right now. <laughs> okay, this is an opinion. Uh, tell the caller to forget the cherry laurel. They're so prolific that they come up all over your yard, and when you mow, the stems are like punji sticks. <laughs> okay. Our church has grass burrs, but in the church yard, how's the best way to eliminate them? Thanks. Well, we had an interesting uh, t- discussion last week about vacuum cleaners uh, or vacuums for yards. And somebody even sent me a cool picture of, of a – they just said it's kind of hard to get a hold of them. But there are vacuums for uh, this sort of thing. And I don't know whether uh, using a bagging mower would do it or not. I don't know if they have enough suction to get those grass seeds up. Uh, the other thing you can do is drag a an old blanket or beach towels or something, drag it around the area try to get them stuck in that, and then put down um, corn gluten because that is also a good nitrogen fix, and and stickers don't like nitrogen. Uh, So if you have a lot of stickers, you have that's a good sign you've got nitrogen-poor soil. So fertilize, put out some corn gluten or a pre-emergence for those seeds, and uh, that should – a combination of all those things should work. Okay, there's about armadillo. Use a have a heart trap, but you can't bait them. You have to use two by six boards to guide him into the trap. Put it where the yard uh, hog lines to go. Game camera can help determine the time, etc. Yeah, I have heard this before. And again, that was the thought about the low barrier. Armadillos clunk along sniff 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 and they don't see that well i mean i saw two on the side of 360 on the way in this morning broke my heart um they don't they don't uh, uh see very well but they bump along so if they hit an obstacle they tend to go elsewhere uh so you could try to trap them but where are you going to take them it's going to have to be some wild area i would think okay let's see here I've uh, got some newly planted cucumber s- seeds coming up. I've got a dilemma with cats getting in there 
and digging and trying to lay on them any suggestions. Well, you're going to probably have to put up some cages um, or some kind of chicken wire or something just laid over the area uh, because they don't want to dig in that. And the uh, cucumbers can come up through that. Uh, but that probably once they get big enough, that will dissuade the cats. But you're going to have to put some kind of physical barrier there. It may be who of you to uh, try to spray. Wait, is this an old one? Oh, that was an old one. Okay, make sure you spray the area where the bees made their honeycomb with orange oil. I dealt with this about 22 years ago. My insurance at the time did not pay a dime for this. He said it was not an act of God. It was an act of the devil. We actually did salvage the honey. So this is in response to uh, me having discovered a beehive in the wall of my home. I mentioned it early on in the show and said, has anybody had an experience with that? Uh, spray it with orange oil. Good advice. Um, gosh, I have such a high deductible. I doubt if that's going to help me. But, yeah, I want the honey, too. But that's probably why the guy, he probably wants the honey, too. The guy's going to come uh, remove them. Uh, uh, Cheryl, let's see, sent me a picture. I discovered the uh, these in the flower bed yesterday, just in the spot where I threw out my pumpkins after Thanksgiving last year. Such a fun surprise. Do you think they will make pumpkins? Should I transplant them? Yeah, or thin them. I mean, that's so cool. Like, there's um, tons of little pumpkins coming up. Uh, yeah, you might want to thin some of them out, just save save a couple of them, because uh, if they continue to be happy, you're going to have a bunch of pumpkins. They, they take up a lot of room, too. Uh, oh, <laughs> the uh, this is funny. You take them to Armadillo World Headquarters, of course, in response to me saying, hey, where do you take them? Okay, that's hilarious. You're funny. Okay, uh, let's see. Is that the last one? No. Okay, I live in Dripping and know from experience that arm armadillos can do a lot of damage. When they show up, usually in the fall, I trap and relocate them. There's only one surefire way to trap armadillos, and that is with a trap scented with armadillo scent. Turns out they cannot resist the smell of another armadillo. I invested in this trap several years ago, and every time I set it, I catch an armadillo. Uh, then he goes uh, on to give us a link, the armadillotrap.com um, I set the trap in the evening because armadillos sleep through the day. Then be prepared to move it somewhere cool if it's hot out. You do not want the armadillo dying in the trap. Wrong kind of scent. <laughs> in the evening, I have a couple of areas down country roads away from home near creeks where I release them. So just look on Google Maps. Well, that's sweet of you. Very humane, too. I, I, I'm very happy about that recommendation. So I guess that's it. Just make sure. Okay. All right, we got about three minutes left, so uh, time to tell you about KevinWoodLandscapes.com is the website. 
If you need landscape project done, please go to the website and look at the pretty pictures. You're going to find native plants galore in the designs, and you're going to find uh, that all kinds of construction are done, anything from lighting, irrigation, decks, waterfalls, patios, you name it, um, kitchens. I think we did a kitchen. We did putting green last week. Uh, so you just uh, get in touch via the contact page and get in line and be prepared for it to be a little bit of a process. And this goes for all the good landscapers. I know I've said this a million times. It's worth repeating. People get booked up and uh, the the really good companies that have been around for a long time, you're going to need to give them lead time uh, because, you know, a thoughtful design takes time, uh, takes time to do, a, you know, to make sure you like the design and get a bid. Then, you know, there's usually revisions here and there and then get scheduled. Uh, so give your companies plenty of advance notice. But Kevin Wood Landscapes, really good uh, jobs, really pretty stuff. So check out the website. And uh, meanwhile, let's all cross our fingers and pray for rain because we sure do still need it. I have to say, though, I, I'm happy with what I got before. My yard looks pretty good. Uh, things aren't terribly wilted. Um, if we get some rain today, later, which we might, uh, it you know it, it might not be necessary to, to irrigate anymore. That would be lovely. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening uh, today. And sorry about all the technical issues, but you guys are really game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Love listening to you every week. Long ago, I would see you when you shopped at Mother's Store. I managed at South Lamar. Your show's a link to the past. Well, yeah, I. that's cool. I wish I knew what store it was. All right, guys, I'm out. And you guys have a great day. And uh, remember, go to the nursery. Start getting your trees. It's a good time to plant them and your seeds. See you next week.